0: everybody and welcome to another edition of It's About Us. I'm your host, Rush Starwish. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope your family is safe. It is getting warm outside. And yes, the temptation is through the roof to go out and have fun. I don't blame you. Uh, but at the same time, I hope that you are doing everything in your power to practice social distancing. I know, I know I'm sick of hearing it, but the truth is this. If we're going to get through this, this COVID-19 pandemic... Uh, we've got to follow these orders. It sounds uncool to say it, but you got to wear your mask. And, uh, I think that's why, uh, we're starting to see that here in Illinois, things are trending in the right direction. Thank goodness. Uh, again, every, every person who loses their life to COVID-19, it counts. Uh, but the good news is that, uh, we are trending in the right direction. Uh, 39 deaths reported yesterday. Uh, one of the lower counts so far since April, uh, nationwide Uh, Illinois is trending again out of all the states in the right direction Uh, this is credit to the leadership so uh, let's keep it going we still got a long way to go but we are trending in the right direction and that for now is good news also want to wish everyone uh, a happy belated Eid Mubarak for all my family and friends who celebrated I also want to give big credit to all the mosques in the Chicagoland area, state of Illinois, everyone, for doing such a great job of coordinating during this unbelievably, profoundly unique time where, uh, for people who don't know, at the end of Ramadan, we fast for 30 days. Then it's followed by uh, a huge Eid celebration. Virtually all Muslims will go to a mosque uh, in their area, and uh, it's, it's a group prayer in celebration, This year, all the mosques collectively agreed that it's best to practice social distancing, make sure to close the mosques during COVID-19, and also during Eid prayer, even though there were some people saying, well, including Donald Trump. Uh, Don't get me wrong, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, was not uh, really gearing it towards Muslims. It's really more to the evangelical, uh, the people in, in, in that realm, to open... Uh, the churches, and and get back to it. But he did mention the mosques as well. And uh, the mosques did a great job during Eid, uh, making sure there's a celebration still. People lined up in cars. There was a parade. People were going through different mosques, uh, getting gifts that was organized by uh, the different mosques in Chicago. Again, job well done. I only say this because so many people are so critical of the Muslim community. They don't understand Uh, what Muslims are all about and the work that we do here in the communities, how much we give and the doctors and nurses on the front line. And I'm proud of that. You know, I think for someone like me, I'm in the political game. You know, I want to make sure to serve everyone, but it's important to own who you are, believe in who you are, be proud of who you are. And I'm proud of the Muslim community for the job they did during Eid. And uh, let's keep it up. And I hope that other religious institutions especially even though right now we, we're not thinking about Christmas. I know. But I hope we take notes and look at the way that the, the different mosques in Chicago and uh, mosques all over the country, how they handled um, their big celebration, our big celebration during the pandemic. It's not impossible. We could still be facing these problems in uh, November and December. And uh, I think the most important The most important thing we could all do, political leaders, religious leaders, is to be leaders during this time. And I do believe that uh, the mosques did an an outstanding job uh, during the celebration. Let's move forward. The number one reason why we are doing this program is to make sure that we hold our leaders accountable. Who are the leaders? Well, we talked about the religious leaders. We talk about political leaders. I also put law enforcement in the realm of discussion when we talk about leadership, making sure that everyone is treated treated equally, no matter who you are, where you come from, no matter your skin color, nothing is more important than to make sure equality is across the board. The reason why we're doing this program is when we see a dysfunction, when we see something wrong, when we see an injustice, we have to call it out. And at the same time, when you have video evidence or photos to show the injustice, it's my responsibility, it's everyone's responsibility to show it, for people to watch, and we hope that people will learn. And when I talk about people being more specific, police enforcement, I'm the first one to say that I don't like to stereotype and say that all police officers are bad, all police forces, they're all racist. That's wrong because now we end up falling in the same hole as the way someone who's racist is. You You try and throw everybody into one basket and judge them. That's not how it works. What I'm saying is that police accountability matters. And we saw Laquan McDonald here in Chicago several years back when footage surfaced of Laquan McDowell being shot by a Chicago police officer. Eric Gardner, you remember that story? The gentleman out of New York who was being choked and said, I can't breathe. We watched that footage in horror. And when that footage came out, we hope and we prayed that people who are watching law enforcement, people who have the ability to make change, We'll make sure that never happens again. But here we are. Fast forward to yesterday. A gentleman by the name of George Floyd. Do I know why he was arrested? I don't. Was he doing something wrong? It's possible. But I'm going to show you the video of what happened yesterday in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Where George Floyd was pleading for his life. And we once again got to witness how a situation goes from an arrest to cold-blooded murder. I want people who are watching this live on Facebook to let you know it is graphic. And to give you a heads up as some of the language that is being used, it is tough. But I'm going to show you this, and we're going to watch uh, the entire recording, at least what was I, I was able to pull, it's, it's really, I'm, I am telling you right now, you have maybe seen some, some tough situations with police officers, police brutality. This is as worse as it gets. Let's go to it. And as you can see, um, let's listen to George Floyd. He is pleading right now. And uh, he's on the ground you can see that there's a police officer in front of the camera And I'm going to give you commentary that the way that I'm watching this now, you have one officer that uh, is the one that's on top of him that has a knee against his neck pressing really hard. Uh, George Floyd is is begging. listen in
1: I've been trying to hear about. So breathe. Breathe.
0: Uh, 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 George Floyd gasping for uh, air uh, Relax. Man, I
1: can't breathe my face. Just get up uh, uh, what do you want I can't breathe. Please, the of
0: okay so I'm the first one to say this uh, I am not I, I'm not a police officer okay I know that there is a, a protocol but there comes the point that if you know that George Floyd cannot breathe, uh, you know, begging for his life, you have to negotiate. You you have to say, OK, um, let loose a little bit. Flip him over. Give him an opportunity to breathe. You have four other. Po- By the way, there's one police officer that uh, has his knee on his neck. There's another police officer next to him. By the way, there's two other police officers on the scene as well that are just standing and while uh, this is happening, you have people that are watching this, including uh, the person here that's filming this incident. His nose is bleeding. Like, And they're one of uh, one of the bystanders say, "Hey, nose is bleeding." Repeatingly saying he cannot breathe. Uh, the officer, which I didn't get his name, truth is it doesn't matter what his name is. One hand I believe in his pocket, it appears. But this is just it's just an it's an absolute outrage.
1: Right. He is human, bro. Uh, He's nose bleeding.
0: Bleeding. Again, nose bleeding. The knee pressed against George Floyd's neck. This is absolutely horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. I don't know. And now the the, the one who's videotaping. They fast forward it just a little bit. And now George Floyd is um is losing conscience.
1: Bro, was you 1087, bro? You're oh, bro. And this is
0: where what you are witnessing, bro. ladies and gentlemen, is, is how you go from you an you arrest scared, um, my to, my to cold-blooded murder. People three are pleading with million, the police bro. officer. And by the way, this is what happens when you have police officers with a macho attitude. Uh, because they're hearing the pleas of people. Let go. Flip him over. Take your knee off of him. Uh, he's losing conscience, and yet they continue to move forward. You can tell there's ego. There's arrogance. Now another police officer come, checks his pulse, realizes that there's a good chance this person is unconscious. This person is could be dead, could be dead. But yet the police officers, their ego and their arrogance prevails. They don't want to make a move. They don't want to give in. Because, again, it's that macho, we're the police, we have the power, and what you are watching here is a person that is dying and could be dead already, George Floyd.
1: Right now, this
0: Language coming up here, folks.
1: Us, right, he black, they don't, bro, don't care. Even if they people, they don't mom.
0: care, bro you going to just sit there with your knee on his neck, bro. You a bro, you a bro you this you police officer, man, there bro. could have been a point here. Um, there's so many wrongs. There, there could have been a point right now where one of the police officers said, enough, he's unconscious. You think, you think one of the police officers could have said, he is out. Let's flip him over. Let's, let's see if he's okay. What type of medical attention does he need? They ignored everything. They did everything wrong. Fired isn't enough. And we have this police officer here that is, is more worried, this police officer here that you're looking at, uh, more worried about what the people are saying versus, again, monitoring the situation. Enough is enough. Uh, there, there's not more I can tell you except heartbreaking uh, devastation when 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 is this going to end? You know, how through everything that we have seen you know what is what do we need history for? what do we need the past Do I live in the past no some do. But the one thing that we need to do when it comes to the past is we have to make sure we learn from it. You know, police officers and uh, police units across the country. You have to learn from your mistakes. And do I want to see a police officer go to jail? No, we, we need our police officers. We need them to perform at the highest levels. I know it's a cliche, it's a serve and protect. But we have a constant. And all we are seeing, all we are seeing is what, what we're watching, like where there's video. And community activists in African American communities have been saying this for years, shouting, saying what you are watching, those little snippets, like of George Floyd, Ahmed Arbery. By the way, killed by a former police officer in Brunswick, Alabama. Laquan McDonald. These are just moments that we are watching because it's available to us. Can you imagine the hundreds, if not thousands of stories as we are doing this podcast where there is a police officer that is harassing, abusing, brutalizing a black man or a black woman in an underserved neighborhood. So yes, all we can do is to make sure that we hold them accountable. Our elected officials uh, have stiffer laws when it comes to police officers who don't do their job, who are racist. And yes, I am going to ask the question, what if, what if it was a white man? A white man was the one that was being, would this happen? Would a knee be on a white person for this long? If a white person was saying, I can't breathe, would the police officer, the white police officer, keep their knee on the white man's neck until they are unconscious and don't even look to see if they are breathing? You notice you don't see any videos of that. All we are saying is that equality matters, equality counts. And it has to begin with making sure that our police officers are doing their job. Making sure that we hire the right police officers who are trained properly. Who know how to handle a situation like this. I'm not even a police officer. I don't have any training. And I can tell you that after a minute, after the struggle, after you have him detained, he's on the ground. You have a knee on the person's neck. You can negotiate with George Floyd. Tell George, okay, I'm going to take my knee off your neck. But you cannot resist. Okay, George Floyd, I'm going to flip you over. I'm going to sit you up. You have four police officers there. Why does George Floyd need to beg for his life? It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to get to this point. And that's what makes this so sad. It makes it tragic. George Floyd wasn't armed. George Floyd wasn't shooting at the police officers. George Floyd was on the ground with handcuffs on, and he was on his stomach. But yet the police officer continued to press down, continued to choke. We don't know George Floyd's story. Eventually we'll find out. George Floyd was screaming for his mom. So he is a son. He may have kids as well. We'll find out. So that's why this is heartbreaking. And that's why we have to continue to stay vigilant. And we have to make sure that we hold all people accountable. And we have to have better police training. And we have to be able to choose and hire better police officers who make sure that you know the difference between arresting somebody and murdering them. And that's why we'll continue to do this show me, on a personal level, when I decided to run for Congress, people are like, Rush, don't, don't run, Rush. You're going to lose. you got all these other heavyweight candidates. And I said, I don't care, because when you've seen injustice, this is what you do. You have to take a stance. And I will continue to fight, and I hope we all fight. When you've seen inequality, when you've seen injustice, you have to call it out. And we have to ask our elected officials or the people we call leaders to do better because George Floyd did not deserve this. And by the way, um, I don't know if, if Donald Trump has made a statement on this. Uh, truth be told, I'm, I'm a little curious. Let's see how this unfolds. But all we ask for is accountability. Okay, let's get uh, my friend Bentley Patterson's take on this. Bentley, again, we go way back. We did Rise Up for so many years, and now this program is all about us. I love it. Bentley, do you hear me, me, my man? Can you hear me? Am I I getting through? You're on. What's going on, Bentley? Okay, so let's get right to it. Okay. Um, I always like your perspective, and I'm just again. I always say I got to be real with you, Bentley. I'm tired of even saying that, but I'm going to say that uh, from a guy like you from Naperville. Now, how do you look at this? How do you look at this from a, a race relation standpoint?
1: It, 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 it I, I'm absolutely disgusted. And you got to, you got to know that on Monday night, I think maybe it was Sunday night. We had a white pride vandalism painted on a big, uh, on a wall outside of school. And it, it's, it's it's horrific, Russia. I, I, I can't, I can't even begin to know what it must be like to be a person of color in the United States in 2020. I, you know, we thought we were through all this. You know, we thought we had gone so far when, when, when. Uh, Obama was elected. You know, we were thinking a lot of this stuff was behind us. No, it's right here. It, it, it's right here. The reality is painful.
0: You know, Bentley, I want to take you back to 2008. Let me let me tell you uh, how naive I was. I'm going to tell. You, I was naive. You ever look back and you thought you were so sure of something, and then and then you look back and realize, and oh my gosh, I was I was I was a child. Because I actually believe that President Obama was going to unite this country. You know, I went to, I volunteered at the Democratic National Convention for his campaign. I was uh, lucky enough to go to the the big rally where the Broncos play is at Gillette Stadium. Yeah, and I really thought that he was going to change the way America thought about Black America. You 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 were there when when Stevie Wonder was playing?
1: Uh, uh, yes. Ah, oh, wow. I, you know what? Now that you say that, I remember that. I do. Yeah, yeah
0: I was there, and I thought, um, I,
1: thought, I thought I thought we were on the change. I didn't realize that it was going to rile up. It was going to make the white base so fearful, and 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 come to the realization that they only have a few. And 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 I'm referring to them like it's they, not we. But uh, as twisted as that sounds, that they only have a few years left. Um, you know, and they will be not a minority by themselves but you know people of color will make up a majority of the united states and i think that is beautiful we are the melting pot e pluribus unum out of many one and and you and i are testament to to you know what happens when when we get better we're better together and and these people want to divide us and pull us apart and and then you have incidents like this where you have institutional murder uh, of a person of color and uh, the ramifications of this. I'm glad the fi- the police were fired. Immediately. Yeah, four
0: police officers were fired. Not not enough. I I, I think that I, was the, the, right the move. The person that, that had his that, the officer that had his knee to his neck. Right. He's done.
1: Yeah. yeah no. No. You're, you're going to jail, buddy. That's, that's murder that's right be, there. That's going to be a murder charge. That's going to be a murder, especially with people telling him to to get off him. But you, me, you remember what moving? I was
0: saying. I don't know if you heard some of my commentary about it. You could just tell that the police officers were in a position where they didn't want to give in to what the people were telling them. You know, get right. off of him. You're making him bleed. He's choking. So, you know, there was some cussing towards the officers, but you could tell that their egos were so big that yeah. they're just like, I, you don't have the power. I have the power. I'd rather see this person dead than have to give in to you all.
1: Oh, I, 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 your I, words are harsh, but real. Um, unfortunately, I think you're exactly right, Rush. I think that's exactly what... Yeah, and, and and that they're all gone, and that hopefully charges will be filed. Um, you know, there's going to be no cover up. I'm glad there was video of this. You know, and you dovetail this with that woman in the park in New York, who tried to weaponize the police and in, in calling them to to say that I'm being threatened by a black man. You know, and knowing that she was threatening that black man uh, in, in this way, in in the way that exactly this guy was what accused of forgery, right? Uh, that t-
0: I honestly, I don't even care. I mean, what was it? You're talking about George Floyd? No, no, no. Yeah. George Floyd. Yeah, and, I, I, and I'm, I'm d-
1: saying he, he was uh, accused of forgery. I mean, if it's armed robbery or, or if it's, you know, if it's a violent crime, that's one thing. This is forgery. This is a white collar crime.
0: Yeah, you no, I'm I'm the I'm to-
1: irony, I, the I, irony I, in that.
0: Yeah. You know? I, I'm totally with you on that. And I, I actually, as we were talking right now, I was trying to see if I can pull up the video. Um, of the of the of the lady that you're talking about. I actually was ready. I was here's the deal. I was ready to talk about that. It's a lady that's in a forest preserve that yeah. somehow th- there it's was Central an inc- there was an incident with the dog.
1: Yeah, she's in Central Park. She yeah. let the dog off the leash. The guy said the guy tells her to put the dog on the leash. Now, mind you, if this was the other the shoe was on the other foot, literally, you know, everyone would be saying, Oh, if she only would have done what they told her to do which is put the dog immediately on the leash. She would have her job and she would have her dog. She lost her dog. She lost her job. You, you know? And, and I mean, and and on that same day, we have a guy murdered in Minneapolis by the police. Yeah, like I which said. Which is exactly it, what she was calling for. It, 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 exactly. You know, you know, I mean.
0: Exactly. I was, ready, I was ready to show video of that. I'm like, you know what? This lady, like, just, just horrible what she did, but, oh, boy. What happened in and, and Minneapolis you, is a whole other ballgame, whole, a whole other think, situation.
1: But, but with her, you would think that after two or three of these women were caught on video, you know, and 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 then were just humiliated for what they did, you would think she would learn. Oh, no, she set the bar even higher because she recognized it was weaponizing the police to come out and threaten this man with calling the police. That, that just, oh, my God. And and then sure enough, it happens in Minnesota where well, a guy gets killed.
0: You know, Bentley, that's the part that I was talking about. That we are we are all we hope is that when you, we find these videos that surface, whether it's a murder or a, a, a racist situation like in New York with the lady with the dog, and we and we by the way we watch those all the time. Yeah, all we hope for is for one to learn from them, and two, all, all you racist people out there. Like you're going to be held accountable, and we are going to make sure that that we're going to show these videos. Yeah. Like we want people to see this because you have to learn. Because part, if you have, of you,
1: part of part of why I do this, Rush, and part of why I come on with you is to let you know that I've got your back.
0: Yeah, I lived appreciate the it, Bentley. The
1: white privilege. You have all. You have shown me on many times how that my lack of understanding comes from my 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 privileged background. You know that, that I didn't know. I remember shooting on you one time, and you cooked. You kicked me out of the studio, you know. And 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 I was speaking mm. completely from a position of white privilege.
0: Yeah, this and, is. And yeah. I've
1: learned so much, and I thank you and everyone oh. that has that has tolerated me. I,
0: I gotta I gotta share this with you, Bentley. When you know when I was running for for office, we had a pretty du- uh pretty tough policy on gun control, basically saying yeah. if if you get busted selling weapons, you go to jail for life. And I, did I believe in it? Yes. I just I just yeah. hate the idea that a lot of guns that are being used to kill children in the, in the inner city, these guns are, are purchased illegally. However, some activists approached me. They came into the campaign office and they said, Rush, we got to teach. We got to show you the other side of this. The person that's selling the guns, the, 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 the kingpin, you don't ever see that person. Nope. They're giving it to a 14-year-old kid, kid to sell yep. the guns. So yep. guess what? They're the ones that are going, you know, as I called straw for life. Yeah. And it just opened my door saying, wow, I missed a beat on it. We yeah. changed our uh, policy. And the point yeah. is, you have to live and learn. As, and just like these police officers.
1: Yeah, I'm going to wave yeah. these guys through, you know, because, of course,
0: you couldn't, couldn't expect them. Bentley, don't, don't ruin my mojo. Put it back there. Nobody needs to know you're golfing. You need to just say that you're walking in front I, of your house. You're, we're trying to build some credibility on this program.
1: Oh, no, no, no. We don't want see, people to I, know I, that they, you're golfing. You you ruined ruin the segment. I wanted to say I'm outstanding in my own field. Hey, I may lose you here, bud.
0: All right. Well, hey, be Bentley, careful. thank you, man. I appreciate it. And, right, yeah, man. I think just to close things off, the whole idea, which I know it's easier said than done, is that we have to learn. And we have to, the more we learn, the more information we have, the better we will be. Unfortunately, people are stuck on their ways. You're right. Goodbye, Bentley.
1: All right, my friend.
0: Take care. Eid Mubarak. Eid Mubarak. All right. Uh, That was our good friend, Bentley Patterson. Okay. Well, hey, I want to say to everyone, you know, thank you so much. You know, I really do appreciate everyone who comes on the show. And by the way, I don't know if I should apologize for snapping, but once in a while, you have to call things the way they are. And uh, watching that video of George Floyd, and I think I'm not the only one. I think if you're watching that uh, that clip, whether you watched it right now on It's About Us or you've seen it already, if it doesn't bother you, if it doesn't make you mad then either one, you don't have a heart, you don't have a pulse, or you're just a flat-out racist. Because anybody who watches that and thinks that's acceptable, thinks that's okay, uh, you clearly have a problem. Uh, But we're going to continue fighting this. And uh, to everyone out there, again, we just hope that uh, you take care of yourselves. And we did not really get too much into COVID-19 today. Uh, All I say is continue to stay safe. And uh, I do believe that if we practice social distancing, if you decide to go out, wear your masks, uh, I think uh, that is when we're going to beat COVID-19. Thank you all so much. God bless you all. And thanks for watching. It's about us. you